0: Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, and welcome back to She Speaks Life podcast. It's an honor to have with us Dr. Savatlana Papazov. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yes, you did great. Okay, good. I didn't ask you beforehand, so I want to make sure. And she's going to talk about her testimony on what it looks like to take church beyond just Sundays and to be an influencer for Christ wherever you are. She's an incredible author of a newly released book called Church for Monday. She's going to explain to us about the passion behind why she wrote the book and the purpose to equip leaders worldwide. So thank you, Savatlana, and I'm glad I pronounced your name correctly. (laughs) It's an honor to have you on here. Wow,
1: it is an honor and a privilege, Jamie, to speak to you and to your wonderful audience. What a time we're going to have with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, doing new things in us, stirring us for hope, and dreaming with Him about our futures. Thank you so much for that opportunity today.
0: Oh yeah, it's a pleasure. So tell us about how this movement, this mission of Church for Mondays and how it came about for you and how that ties into your God story that you'd love to share with us today. Absolutely. This whole movement, Church for Monday, started from
1: a very, very, very small seed of a dream that God Mm -hmm. has planted into my heart. Sometimes we look at at our future and we just think that our future would look just like today. And today for some of us may look very small, very insignificant. We may not have much hope or we feel disconnected, uh, maybe not doing enough impact. Maybe people are not paying enough attention to us. And we think our future would resemble our today. But the thing is that God has ordered our steps and those that are righteous and are following the lead of the Holy Spirit. We are excited that our hope is in Jesus and he does these amazing things for us. And the small seed that he plants in our hearts, if it is wrapped around faith, it can grow as big as a mustard tree. You know, the seed Mm. is very tiny. The tree is big when it blooms. So that's kind of like what it was for me. I came to this country 20 plus years ago as an immigrant escapee from a communist background from Mm. Bulgaria. My husband and I came, we were 20 or so years old with a nine month old baby and we just fled communism. And we came to the country that we felt holds the most hope for Christians. We came here and began to work with the skills that we brought with us from Bulgaria. I have a degree in landscape architecture, a graduate degree. I'm a landscape architect. And we began to practice that and we built a business around it. And while I was faithfully working at my job in the marketplace, the Lord began to stir into my heart the understanding of disconnect between church and the marketplace. Mm -hmm. We met so many clients of ours. They didn't wake up on Sunday morning thinking, what church am I going to go to? You know, where I'm going to go and take my kids to? And we continually saw this disconnect between marketplace and church. And I began to ask the Lord. Can I make a difference? Can I do something about that? You know what? God Mm -hmm. sometimes really places our attention on problems that he brings a solution from heaven to earth through us if we just mm-hmm. have an eye to see if we have an yeah. ear to hear an eye to see we can ask him so i've noticed this disconnect and it really pained me because my husband and i led our business as missions without knowing there is a coin term for business as missions you know we yeah. prayed for our customers we gave them bibles as we ended beautifully wrapped we serviced them in excellence but, but the disconnect, these people were not interested in, in a higher power, in God, you know, in going to church. So I began to pursue the Lord. How can I bring any solution? And could I be at all, in a very small way, part of his plan to to kind of like bridge that divide between sacred and secular? Yeah, and as yeah. I pursued the Lord, he gave me this vision of a church that is embedded in the marketplace, not above it, not beside it, not below it. It was just right in the middle of the marketplace. And I saw the church and I saw businesses around it in my vision that he gave me. And I thought, God, what is that? Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I don't have an understanding for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a compartment, you know, yeah. for this thing. It's just like, yeah. what is that God? And he began to show me that he's calling me to establish this model. And as big as this vision was, and as exciting as it was, that how big my fear became. Mm -hmm. I looked at that, and I said, God, you must have the wrong address. You have to know who you're calling. Now, first of all, let me explain to you. I'm an immigrant, a female at that, that speaks English with an accent. I will die with my accent. I will never get over this. It's a beautiful accent. (laughs) Thank you so much. But I'm telling you to this day, I'm listening to my sermons and I cannot stomach them because of my accent. And I would continue to wish I do not have any. (laughs) We're that silly. Listen to me. We're that silly sometimes when we pray to the Lord and we look at the obstacles in our lives and we think they're huge. And God is saying, no, no, no. I actually had a friend a few years ago when I was saying, how can I lead? I have an accent. And she said, you know what you are like when you speak. People lean in. They want to hear what you have to say. Don't look Uh at your accent as an obstacle. Look at it as something that God chose for a reason. And it began to reframe what I'm thinking about myself.
0: Yeah, and for the listeners to know, you are a pastor at a church. A lead pastor, a church planter. Yeah, senior pastor. Yep. Yes, yes, and I know sometimes you put them on Facebook live and and I yeah. lean in and I'm listening and it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. And I love how you just started with a passion that God gave you as you were working in the workplace. And noticing this need, and I think that's where a lot of it starts, is where we start to see this need and God starts to ignite this passion and going, okay, this is something that should be different it shouldn't be so separated where workplace is secular and church is just on Sundays. How Absolutely. Can we Yeah. How can we make it so that it's 24 seven and it's not that's separated? Right. So I love how God just started stirring that inside of you because that's his pattern. He's, you start to see a need and then he starts to ignite that passion for you to act on it, right? With his power. Absolutely. He began
1: to show me that people spend the majority of their waking hours at work. It is Mm -hmm. the the most creative, most energetic hours are at work. Or you might be just working at home, but this is your work. Like if you're a stay-at-home mom with kids, in this season of life, this is your work. You're doing it as unto the Lord. Work is not just because we got paid for the energy and effort that we put in. Work is what value do we create? When we actually solve problems, when we care, when we shepherd. And so God began to show me that there is this big disconnect between the most productive hours of Christians Mm -hmm. that is spent in the marketplace and them modeling Christ in that area. Because mm-hmm. God is a creative God, God is, God works, you know, God created all that through beautiful, fruitful labor. And he's calling us to bring the Holy Spirit awareness right where we are, right where we, we spend the majority of our waking hours. And, and so as he began to give me this vision of connecting the sacred, secular divide, my fears... Uh, in in all of the objections that I had. And by the way, if you ask me at that time, if you ask me today, I will tell you that I'm very quick to obey everything that God says. I still believe that of myself. It just sometimes fears stop us in our tracks. yeah, And we feel like not equipped, not adequate for what God is showing us because the God vision is so big that we here see the pathway to the God vision. And we cannot imagine How can we be called of this amazingly big God to do this amazingly big thing because we are this amazingly small person? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and God looks at us and says, now, wait a minute. I am the one equipping you through the same Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead, that brings victory over every obstacle in life. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, now, it is me. If you only allow me to work through you, then." I can be the problem solver.
0: Yeah. You're
1: just the vehicle that I bring my solutions from heaven to earth. If you were aligned with my thinking, if you aligned with, with my calling. And so for a while, I had to really swallow a lot of my objections. Not that I wanted to object, I wanted to obey. Right. Sometimes while we are obeying, we are objecting because our mindset has to align with the mindset of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I saw myself as this foreigner, although I'm an American citizen, totally inculturated right now. Yeah. I keep forgetting that I'm from somewhere else. <laughs> when people say, um, when, when I shake hands and I say my name, hi, I'm Svetlana. And they would say, oh, where are you from? And I say, Richmond, Virginia. And they're like, uh... And I'm like, oh, you meant like originally yeah, yeah, from, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, my accent, that's right. Said, oh, that's right, that's right. This thing that, that, I, that I will have as an objection all my life. But, yeah. you know, this was one of my, my largest obstacles in my mind that, that would prevent me from doing the vision that God has called me to do. And this was not it. It's so, wasn't it? It actually, I, I'm seeing how this uniqueness, how that characteristic had really helped me in yeah. life and in ministry. So it didn't really prevent me. But sometimes we object over things that we think are obstacles and they're just opportunities disguised.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we
1: need to allow God to show us how we can take these obstacles and turn them for his glory. I call them divine interventions. <laughs> uh, i like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> a humbling divine yeah. interventions because I really have it, it's a good thing right yes yes,
0: yes. really good oh my goodness yeah. so how did you overcome the fear those distractions those insecurities you just put one foot in front of the other and you followed the vision that God gave you and then it slowly started to dwindle away or do you feel like you kind of had that fear attached with the obedience for a while you know sometimes it doesn't leave us right away
1: so I'll be very transparent with you and your audience yeah I did it scared yeah I did it scared that's how I did it. That's how I overcame it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you look, you look at this big vision and you feel like, ah, but I'm so small compared to the big vision, but I have news for you guys. If we are as big as the vision, it is only ours. It's not God's. Mm -hmm. God's vision always would be so much larger than we are. And so you just take one foot in front of the other and you go one divine step ordained by God to the next ordained step of God. And we just trust him that He. He takes us there and he will deal with the walls, with the obstacles that we bump into. So how it happened for me is I really paused to deeply understand God's call in my life. I was a landscape architect. I had a master's degree in landscape architecture. I'm an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. for those that might identify also on the spiritual gifts Radar, you know, that's an apostolic gifting and entrepreneurial in the marketplace. We call it entrepreneurial gifting. But it it is somebody that pioneers, that sees new territories. And God called me because he has fashioned me in that way. You know, this is the pioneer that's going to start new ventures and new movements. And that's what he blessed. And the things that held me back, I had to humbly let go of them. Like I said, I still cannot stomach maybe listening to my accent. I wish it had It is at zero, but it will never be there. It's okay. I just have to humbly get over myself. I am not the important person here. Embrace.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It is God. It's all about Him, Mm -hmm. and He chooses. Sometimes we don't understand as a vessel why He would choose us, but He sees the beauty. The uniqueness, the diversity Mm -hmm. that he placed in us. And so I paused and I asked the Holy Spirit through much prayer. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How do I go forward? And I saw the big vision and I had to really break it down to baby steps. Mm -hmm. And I took my first baby steps towards Uh, launching this amazing, unique model of Marketplace Church. And by the way, now a lot of people throughout the whole country are watching the model that we're doing. I'm getting ready to be one of the presenter speakers at a big conference where most of the church planting movements and church health movements are going to be there. Now I'm on those platforms. What mm-hmm. I'm talking about several years ago, my dream was a seed in my heart. And unless I began to engage it one step at a time and do it scared, it was never going to be unfolding. Mm, okay. So I had to get over myself. Mm -hmm. I had to get over the difficult steps. Mm -hmm. And I I did two things. I asked the Lord, lead me how to gain knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Mm. And as I asked him, then I did what he directed me to do. And I really, I love Daniel. I love the book of Daniel, but mm-hmm. if you if you see what Daniel says is he says that God gives wisdom and understanding to the wise, mm-hmm. you know, and we all could be in the category of wise, we just really need to be attuned to the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. I think a King Solomon, how he asked for wisdom, right? Exactly. Over, yeah. Well. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And James. James tells us, you know, hey, if you lack of wisdom, ask God. He he gives it freely to everybody because really wisdom is the key foundation for success in life. Mm -hmm. If we want to be successful mothers, if we want to be successful wives, if we want to be successful employees, if we want to be successful business owners, if we want to be successful leaders, we better find wisdom that comes from heaven to earth. Yes. And so the Lord directed me to just go and get some education that actually would guide me and direct me better into what I needed to do next. You know, so I I added theology and leadership degrees, you know, and and not for the diploma's sake, not for a paper's sake Mm -hmm. that would say, oh, you're qualified, but I really needed the wisdom and understanding. Because the model that I was going to be creating wasn't going to be just for our church. The model is for so many more Mm -hmm. to look at it, to glean from it, and then to replicate it. And I needed to have enough theological basis. I needed to understand how God is moving through his word, Mm -hmm. through me, into the world. Mm -hmm. And so I did these several steps. And then I raised some funds in order to be able to plant that church and to establish the model of now having an entrepreneurial incubator mm-hmm. together with the church.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So take us through what would a day look like using your model in the workplace? Like if somebody's working at an office or they're driving right now listening to those podcasts, they may be on their way to work. What would that day look like for that person who want to be an yeah. influence without, you know, looking like they're crazy or whatever?
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So so what does it look like for us to be a blessing to others? Because we're really Abraham's seed, mm-hmm. right? We have the same blessing to be a blessing. Right. God said to Abraham, I will bless you and you see, you know, and I will bless you and you're going to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so we are called, I'll really call as a church that gathers on Sunday morning to celebrate God and then really scatters on Monday morning to practice mm-hmm. our faith in the marketplace, you know, church doesn't happen on Sunday morning. Church is just a celebration of of our faith there. And then we go be the church in the marketplace. So the question is, what is most important in our faith? You know, Jesus was asked that, and we know from scripture that love God, love others. You know, it's vertical and horizontal. Mm -hmm. That's all we need to remember. I'm loving God and I'm loving others. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at work in the marketplace, we need to ask ourselves, in what way do I love others around me? How am I a blessing in this place? And every time we bring order to chaos, we bring God's shalom. Mm-hmm. Every time we bring solution to a problem, we bring God's beautiful restoration. Mm-hmm. Every time that we can model grace, love, justice, mercy. We actually bring God's core values to bear into our workplaces. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like to be in a loving diversity, to encourage everybody and their gifts and skills at work? And in what way, when there is like a difficult problem at work, you can add value, maybe by praying for the Holy Spirit to give you insight and understanding. That's what Daniel, literally that's what he did. He was living in a pagan culture, Mm -hmm. and he was working for a pagan king, you know. And there were problems that this pagan, and he actually worked for three pagan kings, right? Mm -hmm. And there were problems that arose in the government, in the political arena there, and Daniel needed to pray. And get God's insights and wisdom about his work situation. And then he was bringing that insight to work. And so, for example, when there is a difficult problem to solve, and if you're, let's say, an engineer and you're looking at it, and everybody else is stumped and nobody can come up with a solution, how about if a Christian goes to the prayer closet? Doesn't have to announce it out loud, but just take a five-minute break mm-hmm. and go to your cubicle. You know, you can just you know envision your cubicle as a prayer closet. Okay, and say, God, I'm like, where's the prayer me- closet in the office? <laughs> <laughs> totally the cubicle. You can just be silent for a second. It Could be the bathroom silent, hall. no bathroom, so anything. Like like if you can just say to others. Just give me a minute, please yeah. I just need to center myself whatever you're centering into God, and so you're asking God, give me insight wisdom how do i how do I bring a solution to the table or let's say you're a divorce lawyer and and you see people all the time come with the problems and and with broken marriages. how do you bless them by bringing god's restoration peace, mercy Mm. into the situation, Mm. what does it look like? Mm -hmm. So if we can just always walk this this earth, you know, the dusty roads, the the same dusty roads Jesus walked, Mm -hmm. and ask, how can I be a blessing? How can I bring solution to the problem? Mm -hmm. Because that's what God is doing. He is restoring wholeness. He brings shalom, which is this encompassing peace that restores Order. Mm-hmm. So in any time we as followers of Jesus bring that restored order mm-hmm. to our workplaces, we have brought the peace of God to bear and be a blessing to those around us.
0: So good. Now, do you encourage people to pray with that person like say you're a divorce attorney and this woman is just broken and you know it's just shattered do you encourage that lawyer to ask that person hey can I pray over you even when they're conducting business I mean is that something that comes up I would absolutely advise that.
1: And some of you, some of our listeners today might just feel a little bit, you know, unsure about it. I was in the marketplace for for many years as a landscape architect, and I would ask my clients Mm -hmm. when the conversation would take us there, when they would open up and and there would be a relationship building there, even if, if there wasn't a prior relationship. You know, but just just something sparks in that conversation. Yeah. And I would just ask them, Would you allow me mm-hmm. to pray for you? Mm-hmm. In what way can I be of help? And can I just pray for you? I find very rarely I don't remember actually a case of somebody saying, Oh
0: no, I'm okay.
1: I don't I, need any prayer. I know.
0: Well that what that's yeah. what happens to me. So part time I'm a group fitness instructor. And a lot of times women are just talking about their life and their issues and problems. And really I just say, Hey, I would love to pray for you. And not one person so far said, Oh no, I don't, you know, believe in that or on it. They're usually going, okay, I've tried everything else. Let's just, you know, go go to prayer. Yeah.
1: And you know what, Jamie, when we are praying we actually are expecting God to move. That's right. And that is such a key thing. We're not praying to a deaf God. We're not praying to a dead God. Our God is resurrected. He is mighty. He is the restorer of it all. He is the creator of it all. Mm-hmm. And he desires to bless the people that we encounter. He wants to see them restored, brought to a beautiful, flourishing relationship with him. And we are his, his conduit. We are his hands and feet. Yeah. We are his mouth. We are his blessing into this world. God doesn't have a plan B. Mm -hmm. He has only plan A, and that is his church. It is his beautiful bride. It is you and me walking our streets, going to work in our institutions or small businesses or schools or government or wherever you are. You are the church on Monday and throughout the entire week. And so God is looking to us as his church, as his Only plan A Mm -hmm. for for victory and for hope in this life to connect his gospel, to connect his beauty, his love, his mercy, you know, from where there is abundance to where there is brokenness. And we are that bridge. We are the hands and the feet that bring God's beauty, God's restoration to what's broken and what's
0: in chaos and disarray. And your book, Church for Monday, explains the model that you teach? Yes. Okay. Yes. And gives,
1: by the way, many examples. I begin, the first chapter is my personal story in our church. And, and the actually, I have served in three churches. And I've always had the same kind of approach to connect church to the marketplace and what that looks like but the church real life church in Richmond Virginia that we planted really is this marketplace embedded in the economy church that is during the week it scales up entrepreneurs helps business people grow and then on Sunday we get together we celebrate God in our faith so the first chapter kind of tells that story and then from there I'm looking into how can we be the church? How do we equip believers for mission at work? Mm-hmm. And it tells a deeper story. It gives a good biblical foundation. And then at the end of the book, I really am looking into how can we regain relevance in the public spaces, in the, in the marketplace, in the public arena, in what way God is calling us to be his church in business, in technology and entertainment, in higher education and so forth. So it is very thoughtfully written and I'm giving 10 examples of different churches that do it well. So it encourages us as believers, it encourages the church leaders to look at fresh models to connect the church to the marketplace.
0: Yeah. So good. Well, I know I'm empowered by just listening to you. And I know (laughs) others here that are listening are just, I can go for that dream. That's what we're all feeling right now. that's That's right. Yeah. Hey, God did it for me. He
1: can do it. Absolutely for you if god did it for somebody that he brought as an immigrant with two suitcases no money nothing still speaks with an accent a female at that to lead uh, church expressions nationwide and now i'm mentoring by the way marketplace leaders so if there are any entrepreneurs small business owners or somebody that's inspired and wants to either launch their own venture or learn how to speak. I'm a speaking coach, so I do all of that to help people claim what God has called them to establish into their lives and help them begin it well so they can reach and accomplish what God has put into their lives and their hearts.
0: So good. You are amazing. Thank you so much. And would you have any takeaways that you want to send to the audience?
1: I just want to say no dream is too small. Pay attention to what God is stirring into your heart because the seed God has placed in you can grow into the tree that you cannot even dream at this point. But it will become a reality if you get started scared. You know, go for it dream, create, and contribute beautifully in the world around you for your call to be a blessing.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. And it is. It's just doing it scared. And you can't see what those small little things are going to bloom into. That's right. Yeah. Today's preparation is for tomorrow, you know, is calling. And, and it's just so great to see how God prepares the smallest things for the bigger picture down the road. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. This has been an amazing time, spending just a little bit of conversation with you and sharing some of the inspiring thoughts that the Holy Spirit has put into my heart today.
0: Yes, yes, we are full. That encouragement and inspiration, definitely encouraged for that dream and making it happen and moving forward. Yes. 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 And I love your talk about wisdom. That was great. So, yes. yeah. Where can people find you, Svetlana? ChurchForMonday.com. That is the easiest thing
1: for you to remember. I have other places you can find me at, but ChurchForMonday.com is the easiest. Yeah. You can reach out, book me for speaking engagements, consultations, whatever people may desire. I would love for you to check my new book, Church for Monday. It is available anywhere books are sold. You can get it from Amazon, your local Christian bookstore, anything that's, that's close by and it's convenient for you. Would really appreciate your support and drop me a line. Let me know. Give me your feedback on Church for Monday, equipping believers for mission at work. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. We'll meet up next time. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamielizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.